1590 afterwards. Here we are after a short little break. How you doing, Spence? Things are okay. Things are going all right. Always nice to take a break, take a little uh, time off, and we did that. Yeah, I don't think the listeners know the difference, but we know the difference. Yeah, we definitely do. <laughs> uh, the uh, 1590 here, that's right, 16 and a half minutes. Kind of a wrap on what we talked about in the morning show to expand on it a little bit. And we have some interesting stuff. And the age difference is always, I'm really into eras. And not that I'm saying, you know, back in the day, like it was better, but I just find it fascinating because a lot of my knucklehead friends are saying, music was so much, shh, shut up, you sound old. Because in every generation, they have their great thing. Every generation has it. Mm -hmm. They do. They just plain and simply do. And I think, like my kids, they did not live and are not currently living a horrible life Oh, these poor screens. My kids, I think, are having a pretty damn good time. I would bet yours are, too. Yeah, I think my kids are doing just fine. And they're doing it differently, obviously, because it's a different time. So part of our deal is they don't make movies, blah, 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 and we go on and on. But this is one of those shocking things. When you start getting old, on this day in history, and I was in Los Angeles by accident for this because I didn't go out to see the movie, June 11th, so it was a couple of days ago, June 11th, 1982, the film E.T., The Extraterrestrial. It's that old. It's that old, E.T. Now, you were how old? I was nine years old. Any religion? Because it would have been good for a nine-year-old, right? That would have been a pretty fun fantasy-type movie. You would have been able to engage in that. Yeah, we went to a theater, and I remember that the sound went out, so we had they refunded us, and we had to go back. So it was like the big, a big weekend, full theater, and the sound. I think it was the sound that went out. There was some kind of a technical issue where they, they gave everybody their refund, and we had we ended up going back. Any feelings for that movie at all? I liked it a lot as a nine year old. Mm -hmm. I tried to show the kids how wonderful it was, and about twenty minutes in, was like, you go, let's uh, let's look at battleships sinking again. And isn't that the thing? Because you had a interesting response to Titanic, which you thought would be torture, but. Yeah, it was a little bit better than I had expected because when I watched it the first time, it was in theater. You kind of are expecting it to move along a little quicker. But knowing that going in and being able to look for all the little, you know, because they did. They tried to make it very true to the actual Titanic so you can actually kind of look for the, the cool stuff in the background and stuff. And I felt the same way because when I saw it in the theaters, I was just squirming to leave. I wanted out. But then when I had a chance to sit down and was watching it more casually, I'd give it not my favorite by any stretch, but definitely a solid B. Same. And it made a bazillion dollars at the box office. But E.T. was such a phenomenon. This is my little E.T. story for seeing the movie. We were out there. Poltergeist had come out about a week before. And I love that movie. I don't know if it plays well today, but the idea of the, um, the being being in the TV and mm -hmm. sucking the kid in and everything that happened, I really, really liked it how it escalated up. That was another movie that was also shot uh, principally in Agora. Oh. Uh, a huge part of that was uh, filmed there. But it's just interesting to see how things age, like you pointed out. When I was there, we're like, what the hell is this line for? The Grauman's Chinese Theater, it was off the chain. There was people everywhere. So we go out and we see E.T. And we were movie guys. We just missed it. We did not know what this was. And I go up to the box office. You're familiar with the phrase, jump the shark. Mm -hmm, Do you know what that came from? Uh, from Happy Days, right? Happy Days mm -hmm. episode. When Fonzie was challenged to water ski, you talk about a wild premise, and jump <laughs> over this area where they had a shark for whatever reason <laughs> in some kind of netting. Right. And he was jumping against the classic Southern California dude. And that was the whole thing. 
Fonzie had to get his Fonziness back because Richie got the role that Fonzie came out to audition for. Oh. The whole thing was they came out here because Fonzie was going to be the next James Dean. But they liked Ron Howard better because he seemed like a troubled young man. So the guy that jumped against Fonzie is in front of me trying to get a ticket for E.T. Wow. And I look up and I point to my friend because, you know, the show was really popular back then. And the guy's up there and he says, it sold out. But he goes, but I was on Happy Days. And he kept saying that. Oh, no. And I'm sitting there. Here's a kid who probably sees every actor in the world come through to special screenings and this stuff. And I'm sorry, sir, but it is sold out. But he goes, no, I, I was on Happy Days. <laughs> and the guy's trying to sell himself that way. And I got the biggest kick out of it, being behind him. Uh, but the movie ended up just making a ridiculous amount of cash. And I'm sure the Jump the Shark guy ended up seeing it eventually. Spielberg was 34 years old at the time. Now, the E.T. movie that he did make that I liked a lot was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But that came out in 77. Oh, yeah, that was a little bit earlier. You know, the yeah. E.T. actually had a lot of merchandising, too. There's a lot of toys and things like that as well. So they, they also did a, kind of like the Star Wars thing. A lot. Totally kicked butt. And I think he was looking at the Star Wars playbook when he did that. Yeah, probably. I think he was saying, wow, I've got to get some plush toys. And E.T. also really placed the idea of having a product aligned with a movie because yeah. of the Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces and the what was the um, speak and spell yeah. thing? There, there was a few different yeah. little Be, things. Yeah, that, yeah, that's how they communicated. But a nice movie. My, my favorite part for imagination when the kid's pedaling like crazy with E.T. and he takes off. Yeah. That was a nice touch. That was cool. Spielberg's smart. He figures these things out. So we got to segue quickly to something we also talked about, and we talked about this last week, but the Crash Las Vegas UFO. This is confusing the hell out of me now. First of all, two apparently sane people, because the police interviewed them, and they said, man, we find nothing wrong with these guys. They weren't under the influence. They saw the 8- to 10-foot aliens mm -hmm. in their backyard. Right. They were working on the car. As always, nobody had a phone. There wasn't a ring cam pointing at this. Yeah, that with seems bizarre. The, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. That you just, because with me, it is rare for a lot of us that you don't have your phone at least on you. You yeah. might not always be on it, but you've got your phone with you generally, right? Yeah, and I would say even when you sleep, it's usually probably arm's length away. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah, where you, you could take a quick video. So this is weird. It's also strange that they keep saying crash Las Vegas UFO, but apparently it didn't crash enough where they couldn't fly away. Because these beings, the, the kaboom happened, the guys saw the beings, everything got blurry, which is weird, too. And again, we got to go to the Mitch Hedberg joke, because the guy literally said, my vision didn't blur, the backyard blurred. Oh. That's what he was saying. And he heard footsteps all over the place, saw them, then they were gone. Just like that, boom. So as far as sane people, though, they say these guys really win. And the uh, police officer jokes with them, hey, if they land again, don't call us. <laughs> I was like, the police being a funny guy. Uh, the falling, whatever it was, probably just a meteor, was seen on a lot of different cameras. But oh. the aliens weren't. Oh, okay. They get the falling green thing, but they did not get the aliens. So just another weird twist with UFOs. There's just never anybody at the ready with a decent camera. Those aliens are shy. That's right. They, they start hiding. They don't want selfies. They don't want anything. So uh, that's a little bit. Of Spielberg, and that's also a little bit of uh, of what is going on with actual alien sightings. You, you've done room service. You've, you've toured a lot, right? Yeah, I've done some room service. Yeah, room service a lot. So we are also looking at this morning about things that are ordered 
from room service. And one of my things with room service, we do it occasionally, but because of my lack of wealth, right. not a lot. Yeah. Do you ever go to the fridge uh, and get one of those harmonica glass things <laughs> with the nuts in them? <laughs> yeah, Snickers bars shaped like a flute. Yeah. No, I, I, I very rarely... You, like a lot of times the hotels will have complimentary waters in there mm-hmm. as part of their little snack bar. So maybe I'll hit that every once in a while. But usually it's just too much. It's crazy. Because people have to realize when you grab one of those bottles of water, it's stadium prices. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to hit you for like six, seven, eight bucks for that. But uh, they did a, a kind of a fun poll here on weird things that people have asked for. I love this one. I don't know what a, a shakshuka is, but they wanted one eggless. Another one, guy just ordered up as much bison as they could bring up to the room. Oh, love that. Weird. A rice bowl mm-hmm. for their dogs. Uh, no egg white omelet. I love that. They just wanted yolks. Oh. Yeah, all yolk oh. omelet. Let's rock it. They wanted to uh, send the fish down that they caught so they could bring it back cooked. <laughs> Liking that. Boiled bottled water. Boiled bottled water. I don't know if that's a brand. Another person wanted one of our favorite things to eat when we're a little peckish, blowfish. Oh. Yeah. Blowfish? Blowfish was ordered. Blowfish. Now, in Hawaii, you might have come across a blowfish. Uh, Not that I'm aware of. Right? Yeah, Yeah. I think they're out there. Probably. I think they got them there. Another guy just wanted a, a thing of melted ice cream. What a weird request. Yeah, what a weird, because you think order up ice cream, then let it sit, right? Yeah. yeah. And let it go that way. And the final one, that's funny, diet water. <laughs> they didn't want regular water because it has so many calories in it. They wanted them some diet water. So those are the things ordered up. Very Parks and Rec-y. Yeah. The and par- Parks and Rec had the zero diet, zero plus diet water, <laughs> whatever. And I wonder if that was a play on that. <laughs> so Maybe funny. it's some wise guy doing that. And the final thing is, let's talk about this one. The couple, uh, family goes into the house. Uh, they're doing a little uh, refurb on it, and they're going into uh, the crawl spaces, and they found one million pennies. Oh, yeah. One million pennies. And they're a little old. They're old enough where all of them are copper because they're pre-1982 for sure. Mm-hmm. So the deal is, what do they do with the one million pennies? Right, because the banks won't take them, right? They, they don't want them. Really, they don't. You know, they don't want them at all because it's just weight. And the other thing is that's like, uh, what, $10,000, a million pennies if you move your decimals. Mm. So when you think a million pennies, 10000 bucks is a nice thing to find. But are you really going to go up to the coin machine? And uh, <laughs> and if you coin star it, you got to give up $800. <laughs> so you pull up to Ralph's and you just start dumping them in. What are you going to do? But doesn't Coinstar do the thing where they kick the money back to you if you spend it in that store or something like that? I've always said I don't think they do. But oh. my concept, and it's funny you bring that up because my concept was always exactly that. I think if I bring 50 bucks in, instead of taking 8%, they should give me $50 to spend at the store because the odds are really good. If you're my wife especially, you're going to spend 90 <laughs> Because the 50 is like, oh, now I have all this extra. Yeah. And I think that would be a good thing. But generally, you get a receipt, you go up and you ask for your money, or you can use it when you go through. But they still steal the nine, 8 or 9% from you, I think, 8 or 9%. Oh. Even my bank charges you if you bring in coins. They charge you at my bank. How strange. That's mean. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of mean. But the deal with the California family that found these million-dollar, specifically copper pennies, they know they're worth more than just a penny. Mm-hmm. But now how to deal them out. How to, how to make money off of them. Now, I think 
Because if you rolled a thousand pennies a day, so if it's a family of four and they just sit there for fun, take a half hour and roll up some coins, but just look at all of them. Wouldn't you think out of a million pennies, especially if they have to be 1982 or older, you're going to find some special pennies? I would think so. No matter what, you're going to find some worth some money, no matter what. So you could go through all of them, sell them that way. The other challenge I thought would be really good, since you have, and I don't know if you've seen it, I'll put it up on the the big screen here, but that's how it came. There was boxes, and then there was all these bags. All of that is pennies. All of that is pennies. Were they uncirculated or they're circulated? They were circulated, but since they're older, they're all definitely copper Mm -hmm. pennies. So that alone makes them worth at least three or four or five cents. So what I would do is I would put a bag, and I'd put it like on eBay, Mm -hmm. and just say, who wants to bid on this bag? Because it could have something special in it. Grab bags, yeah. Now, yeah, grab bag for uh, for a cash, like a pinata. You never know what you're going to get. But here's one downside to my thought. How much would it cost to mail yeah. one of those bags of pennies? Shipping is expensive. Yeah, shipping. Shipping could be really, really expensive. So right now, it's one of those finds that's almost a burden. The family isn't sure what to do. Apparently, they loaded up a truck. And they, they uh, took it on home. So now they are just trying to figure out what are they going to do with this find of one million pennies, which turns out to be real money, 10000 bucks. It seems like there's got to be some kind of way to recycle, if nothing else. You know what I mean? Isn't, isn't copper pretty expensive to drop off to the recycle center? And are you allowed to uh, yeah, it's true. melt a penny? Right. I don't think you are. That's and true. that's the thing. Are you allowed to do that? Because we know from our transmitter sites, people go there and they, they tear out the copper because our transmitter site's kind of out in the middle. Don't get any ideas, listeners. Uh, but it's a, sort of a lone location. So it's like um, people have a chance to go out there, and we do have some people tearing the copper out of, uh, out of what is ours rightfully. And if you have the copper penny, so it's just one of those things. I've never really found anything that was worth money. Now, in your world, you have because you are a collector. Yeah, so you have occasionally come across some gold. Yeah, every once in a while we'll find something that's way more valuable than what it's either for sale for. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll – sometimes I'll just find – some. sometimes I get stuff when it's early on and it just, you know, raises in value. But um, And as far as, like, the day-to-day stuff, every once in a while I've, I've found money every once in a while. I've found, like, 100 bucks before and just – where you're out and there's no way to really track who it is because it's outside. That's and, it. Like, it's crazy. It's just yours. Yeah. When it comes down to, yeah, my, my wife found 40, 40 bucks. And when I was getting off a cruise ship once, there was four 20s on the ground. So I grabbed it up real quick and I had my moment of honesty. And I just yelled out, there's a bunch of people around. I go, everybody stop. And people like froze and they turn around. And they look at me and said, I have a certain amount of money in my hand that somebody obviously dropped. If you can quickly say, I'll give it to you. And everybody's looking, and they start walking away. And some lady made a little scream. And she goes, I had some 20s in my thing. They're, they're gone. They're gone. So I walked up and said, here's your 20s. Oh. Yeah, so I, I gave it up. But I, it was about 80 bucks. She had, good, four 20s. she had a good guess. Yeah, really. Yeah, I found 10, 20s. Yeah, <laughs> what was it again, sir? Yeah, but that, that was really the only time uh, that that uh, happened to me. I'm, I'm not lucky that way. We got a minute left, so let's do some comedy. You got some big stuff coming up. Yeah, June 30th over there at the beautiful Santa Paula Airport, the Hangar Bar and Grill. We have Jake Daniels. He's a comic, magician, does all kinds of stuff. He's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I'm trying to remember who we have opening for him, but we have some exciting openers. I know that. 
uh, and that's coming up again. That's June 30th, the last Friday of every month. We Giggles. Go. DMV going to be up there again? Oh, yeah. DMV will be there. I believe he's going to be hosting alongside his buddy Chuck. I believe that's going to be how that That'll be going. fun. Yeah. That'll be good times. And then the, uh, the Glass Tower. Yeah, we're going to be doing the Christmas in July at the top of the Oxnard Tower over at the uh, – what is it? The Tower Club. Is what yeah, the Tower Club. Now, the, the key thing here is this is limited seating, so it's important that you get your tickets early. Uh, so we'll have uh, directions on how you can do that. We nailed it, 1630. All right. Thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards.